Welcome to An American's Guide to Bollywood, where today we're watching Gajini, the Amir Khan action thriller about a man who has lost his short-term memory and is trying to avenge the death of his fiancée. Hi, I'm Rose. I'm Hannah. And this is the first in our Bonkers movies yes. series. There's no other way to describe it. There truly isn't. Um, and I just have to preface this, possibly each episode in this series, with the fact that we are not making fun of these movies because we think they're bad. We truly love these movies. Yes. This is all from a place of love. Well, yeah. I To be fair, this is the third time I've seen this movie, so it's not that I dislike it. Right. Although there are... There's some later on that are funny because they're kind of, they're ridiculous, but at the same time, we're not making fun of the system that made them or the people who made them. These were wildly successful movies, so they knew their audience. Right, and we're not making fun of the people who like them. But we are we clearly... Are, we are also those people. But we're clearly not the intended audience. No. Because we didn't appreciate it, I think, in the way they did. Of there course, are some real not. flaws in this movie <laughs> that... I think you have to, when you're watching it, you kind of just have to let go of any desire to have a sane and ordered plot yeah and honestly if you watched this and that's what you wanted out of it i don't understand you yeah this was amazing this is a movie that is inspired by memento was probably the best way to say it because he hadn't actually seen the movie when he wrote the screenplay right this is um heard it described yes this is done by a.r mergadas is how i'm gonna go with it he is a South Indian director, and this is a remake of his own South Indian film. And he's actually a really successful South Indian director. He does have a style that I've noticed, which is over the top in everything. Yes. Just literally everything. Everything from the acting, from the humor, to the plot points. Yes, definitely. The original Gajini was in Tamil. And he used three of the same actors. So Gajini was the same actor. The police inspector was the same actor. And then the love interest. So those were great crossovers for them. Although I didn't love the actress in this. Yeah, she was... She went too big for me uh, with all of her emotions. And it kind of turned her into a real manic pixie dream girl in a lot of her scenes. It's probably how she was directed based on everything else in this Oh, film. I'm sure she was. I don't think... I'm sure she was told to do that. Yeah, but I, it, it didn't endear me to her. Right. Well, honestly, the other woman who's in, like, a main character was the same way. Yes, you're right. The stuff that it gets from Memento is basically just the concept of somebody seeking revenge with short-term memory loss who tattoos the clues to their body. Although they were hilariously sparse tattoos. Well, they were. And we had to see Amir Khan's sculpted chest. We didn't have time for tattoos everywhere. <laughs> That's right. In actuality, this is so different. It barely even... Right, so he's super, yeah. he's super built. Every morning he wakes up, he sees the notes to take off his shirt, he reads all his notes, he skips any grief or bewilderment and goes straight to horrifying rage, and then uses it for a rage-filled workout. Yeah. He's like a man beast. Yeah. And he's, once he's lost his memory, he becomes like a man beast. And he's so 
angry. He's so angry all the time. He's so intense. He honestly spends a lot of this movie just wailing on people. Yes. Also doing a lot of headbutts, which I feel like with his whole traumatic brain injury (laughs) is probably not ideal for him. That's true. But, oh well. But also, spliced into the middle of it is the romantic comedy story of how he and his fiance met and fell in love. This is probably the most bizarre part of watching this movie, especially the first time you watch it, because it so, goes so long that you forget that you're in a revenge movie. So I actually wrote it down. Minutes 25 through 70 are a rom-com. Minutes 98 through 120, rom-com. Minutes 127 through 147, rom-com. Yeah, actually, if you separated out the romantic comedy, you would have a completely separate movie, although there is technically no real ending to it. Right, probably about as long as a regular movie. Right, but you would have... this is three hours long. Yeah, you would have an actual movie. It's very detailed. Yeah. Some might say unnecessarily so. Well, they'd be wrong, but... Yeah. (laughs) We get all of that by people reading his very elaborate diaries that are focused exclusively on his relationship with this woman. This man kept diaries. I mean, was this this the only thing he kept diaries for? Clearly. Did he keep similar diaries for his business, which he's like a high-powered businessman? I think it's very funny because he says, business is my passion and also my job. And I would love to meet the person who's like, business is only my hobby. (laughs) I do not get paid for it and I don't want to get paid for it. Yeah, it would take all the joy out. Yeah. Also, he apparently started keeping his diary as soon as he heard about this woman. Because when the police officer, who is very interested in the story, opens it up to look at it, that's what he begins with. Well, he must be a good writer. A lot of people open these and are instantly compelled to read the entire story. (laughs) He, it was a lost calling of his. Yeah. I would love to see all of the abandoned journals that he had, he started and then was like, oh, that didn't go anywhere. (laughs) Yeah. So again, this is a three hour movie and there's a surprising amount of plot that goes on. Some of it unnecessary that leads nowhere, but still it's a lot of plot that happens. You might think it's just all filler, but... I don't think you could have cut out a single (laughs) scene of him beating someone up. I was actually kind of surprised by how much non-filler there was. Now, to be fair, there were things, like I said, where they didn't need to be in the plot because they were never resolved and they didn't add to anything, but there was at least something happening. Yeah. There was, there was singing and dancing. I didn't find the songs to be all that good or memorable. No, although I do think it would make a great clip show of, like, these are in the same movie. Can you believe <laughs> it? Like, his action scenes and his, like, very intense rage with, like, his songs where he's doing a lot of costume changes. Yeah. You know what's funny is that the guy that did the music for this was A.R. Rahman, who, who did the music for Lagan. Oh, wow. So different. And Very I really different. think he does folk music better than any sort of popular modern stuff that I've heard of his. Yes, yeah, he's so. South Indian, so he does a lot of South Indian music score stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, but there are, there are legit uh, songs, lengthy songs. Yep. So, yeah. Gotta get that in somehow. There's a song where Amir Khan mostly has his shirt off the whole time. That's <laughs> he a He gets one. his shirt off a lot in this movie. He does. Which I'm not surprised. He, he probably, it. he probably, it was very hard to get that. Also, I would say that this is not a family movie. I would say older teenagers, mostly because there is violence in it. There is human trafficking in it. Yeah. There is... And then some disturbing cover-ups. Yeah, there's disturbing things that I 
thought were disturbing images. And there's also the fact that he is so completely transformed after his brain injury. Yeah, it's a really grim picture of what a brain injury uh, could do to someone. Yeah. And uh, the first thing we see him do is horribly kill someone. Yeah. So it's definitely not a movie that I would recommend for even younger teenagers. Yeah. Well, because there's a real, like, every time you come out of the rom-com, you're like, oh, gosh, I forgot. Yeah. Why can't I just be watching that happy rom-com? Also, I guess in India, hoardings means billboards? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There were some weird translations in the subtitles of this but one. But they said hoardings in the, when they were speaking Hindi. Like, they said hoardings oh, in English. I guess, yeah, I guess And then it, it was translated be. that way also. Yeah, I guess it is. So that, I think, is the one thing that didn't translate immediately. So because of how complicated the movie plot is, I don't want to try and differentiate between spoilers and non-spoilers. So we will do spoilers after the interval. funny things in it is you start realizing that it's really not going to be like Memento when there's the medical student that shows up and mm -hmm. for one thing she's like the most done up medical student I've ever seen oh in my, my life. gosh it's horrible but she is investigating his case from like I suppose a brain trauma interest but also just because she clearly thinks he's an interesting person yeah I think they're supposed to find medical cases to do a project on or like a paper on um, because they're doing a class about the brain yeah. And so they're just rifling through these, um, all these old medical files with names attached and everything. And mm -hmm. I feel like that can't possibly be something that's allowed to happen. But it is in this movie. And this girl, like, goes out of her way to meet him. Oh, she inserts and... herself into his life. Like, girl, you should not be a doctor. Even when she's told not to by prof her professor because it's an active police case. Right. So... Yeah, this is an unprofessional amount of inserting yourself into someone's life. Also, you're taking advantage of this person because they can't actually tell you not to do that because they can't remember you. Yeah. She was like, here, look, take a picture of me, and I'm going to write my Sunita, my friend, on it. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, this is like abuse. You, <laughs> this could, in a different movie, this could be you trying to get the his power of attorney. Yeah, because he trusts you now because he thinks you're his friend. Right. Yeah. So I hope she never becomes a doctor, but I know. there we go. She was an odd character, I thought, in the film. Yeah, I mean, she was clearly just like a, we need a way to get into his life and make some things happen. Because she also meddles around with some of the Gajini stuff, the Gajini oh, figuring out who he is. In a huge that. way. She's yeah. literally the only reason that happens. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, hey, I just wanted you to know someone's trying to kill you. I can't believe she didn't go to the police it's with that. this guy? Oh, especially after she had already met the police officer at this point. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Once she reads the diaries, though, she's on his side. And she knows. Because the oh, diaries are... it's almost are... like you shouldn't have inserted yourself into a situation that you didn't understand. Very true. The other funny thing about this movie is that it comes to the complete opposite conclusion that Memento does. 
Which is that revenge is great. Yeah. I mean, this movie says revenge is great. You should yeah. do it. Because <laughs> Memento shows that it's an ultimately hollow experience that won't change the grief that you're feeling at all. Yeah. Whereas this movie, as soon as you get your revenge, you'll feel a lot better and you'll be fine and peaceful for the rest of your life. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I was like, you know, in real life, he would still wake up, learn this every day, and be filled with rage. Like, he would still need to work through his emotions every single day when he learned this. Right, because the last thing he remembers, presumably, is his fiance getting murdered. Right. That was the other guy's problem. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, revenge isn't going to fix this, but again, a lot of Indian movies are like, Revenge probably will fix your problems. And that is, yeah, such a cultural thing for them. Yeah. Just like, it would, it's unusual. You'll find more these days, I think, than you used to, but it is unusual to find revenge movies in America that promote the idea that revenge is good. Yeah, normally there's at least, at least a half-hearted, like, this makes you as bad as them. Yeah. Even if they say, yeah, but we still want to do it. Or even if it's just stuck at the end after they've already done it. We've exactly. already had that. Because they wanted the audience to have that fulfillment, but and they like, still have to yeah. acknowledge, like, <laughs> it's still bad, it. and yeah. it's, it probably isn't going to solve your problems. So I thought it was kind of an interesting cultural difference. Definitely. I do think that he sh- still shouldn't be trusted around a bunch of children at the end. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> no. Because he's shown himself to be very unstable. Yeah. But apparently it doesn't... He's fine, actually, so... Although he is smart when she's like, hey, we were just shopping. And he's like, wait, I'm out of breath and you're sweaty. I was chasing you. Yeah, he does piece things together. Yeah. So what did you think about the romantic comedy elements of it? I actually really thought, I thought it was a really sweet story. And I liked that story because it was totally carried by Amir Khan. Being, yeah. He was so charming. I don't know how the same man can play this rage-filled lunatic and also this sweet businessman that's like falling in love with this girl i mean he's a legitimately good actor even in a movie like this where all the acting he did kind of wound up seeming cartoonish just because of the style of movie it was it's funny because he's such a good actor and he's so well respected and he kind of seems like the daniel day lewis of india but then he's still in movies like this that's the thing and that's the difference with daniel day lewis you're like are you a good actor or are you just really good at doing like one thing Are you just really good at, like, doing these specific things and, like, turning into another person? Just being really intense. Being really intense, yeah. Yeah. But, like, Amir Khan can actually turn into another person. Yeah. Even on the same set, which I don't think Daniel Day-Lewis would agree to. I don't know if he would agree that that was possible for him to do. Yeah, you would need a lot of character motivation as to why that was able to happen. Yeah. But I also did think it was a try. Like, if that had been a movie on its own, I think I would have oh, also I would, found I it watched charming. It. I, yeah. I liked it. And that's it was a happier was, ending. I know, and that's why I was so sad whenever I was like, oh, this isn't the movie I'm watching. Oh, yeah. I forgot she dies and he turns into a monster. <laughs> There's also things that would have made more sense. I mean, I guess if you're going to defend it, you could say things like the fact that she wants to buy her three Cadillac cars or, no, what were they? Ambassador cars. Ambassador cars. You could have said, like, well, they were just treating it like it was just going to be a straight romantic comedy. Because that was one of the things that it it never went anywhere. It didn't matter at all. Yeah. You could have easily cut that whole thing out. But I guess if you're setting it up like this is only going to be a romantic comedy, I think the problem is we already know that it's not. Yeah, and that's actually why I think on subsequent viewings that can pull you out of it a little bit. Because you're like, what is happening here? Yeah, I don't remember. But on first viewings, you're like... 
Oh, that's why it pulls you in so much that you forget. Yeah, because it is a very full story. Yeah. It is a little frustrating that he puts off telling her for so long. And it's also a little <sighs> crazy that she never figures it out. That is frustrating. It's so weird. It's so weird, too, when she was like, I have to find a guy to be him. <laughs> that she didn't look at a photo to see if she could match him up. <laughs> yeah, she never, she claimed erroneously to be dating this guy, and yet she never looked him up at all. No. Ever. Even though tabloids were apparently interested in printing the story. Yeah, but she had no idea what he looked like. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, this is the kind of complete disregard to logic that this movie does, and that yeah. a lot of these movies will do. Like, these are the movies that are more interested in telling an entertaining story than making sure that there's no plot holes. And I think that's a lot of the over-the-tops, especially the over-the-top South Indian movies. Mm -hmm. It's kind of, I feel like you can delight in them the same way a child delights in something. That's the thing. Just let go of it. You know what you're getting. This is what it's for. The It's not that they, the movie thought that it was airtight. Yeah. It's that they knew that it didn't matter to them. It would be entertaining to do this. So yeah. that's what they do. Exactly. I will say, I mean, I know that this is frequently called out for being a ripoff of Memento, which it's really not. But they did legitimately lift an entire scene from Amelie where he, where she walks the blind man and describes everything that's happening. Oh, that's funny. I haven't seen Amelie in so long. I wouldn't, I wouldn't remember that. I mean, that's super just straight from that movie. Well, that makes sense then because that was one, a, a serious manic pixie dream girl moment. Yeah. And that's like a lot of what Amelie was. So what's funny also is that she's actually kind of a terrible human being. And yet he seems to catch all of her best <laughs> moments. <laughs> her best moments. It's true. She was laughing her butt off on the bus after that fundraiser or it wasn't a fundraiser, just a party where for all she knows, he bounced a check in someone else's name to, to a charity, charity, to an orphanage yeah. for girls. And she was like, that was so funny. And I was like, what? I know. And she's been lying to her boss and everyone. And right. Yeah, but she also will do things like stop and help disabled orphans cross a cattle guard, which I'm like, I can't believe they need a cattle guard in the city, but it's India for you. Yeah. But if there's cattle guards everywhere, why don't these people already have a way to get their orphans across them? <laughs> they're nuns. They don't think about these things. <sighs> I feel like they have to if they're taking care of a bunch of orphans. Well, thankfully she... Actually, I thought the way she did it was pretty clever of having yeah, them really stand was. on the gate and swinging the gate. Yeah. In. But there was a point in the movie where I was like, honestly, at this point, I don't feel like it's his fault for not telling you. Like, you should have figured out that he was that guy already. Absolutely, <laughs> it was. This is gross This is one of those on things part. where when you do find out, you're going to look back at all the times <laughs> when you could have figured it out and been like, oh, I get it. Yeah. Also, again, I was impressed by, for being a powerful CEO, how little time he had to spend at work. Uh, very little, to the point that when he has his brain injury, his manager is like, it's fine that you don't come into the office. They did say like, that. Really? And I was it's like, fine? Well, what I thought was funny is they were like, it's fine that you don't come into the office. And I'm like, why would you want him to come into the office? He's no longer well, a functioning human being. That's the other thing. He can't come into the office anymore, <laughs> yeah. even if you wanted him to. It's not an option that he's shirking. It's just like, it's not, it's off the table. No. And then they were like, but why, why at least live in your mansion? Why in this tiny apartment? And I was like, oh, I wouldn't call that apartment tiny. It's weird, but it's not tiny. Also... Isn't that the apartment that he got for his girlfriend? Wouldn't th they know that? I think it was, and I 
I think that he would know that, but I mean, that that's the thing. It's it's not a tiny apartment. It's just filled with weird revenge stuff. Yeah. And like clearly a madman has covered the walls in photos and stuff. I mean, again, this is the thing where there I think they could have done a little more for the small things like that where he should have known it was his girlfriend's apartment. Okay. But and yet, did you want the movie to be 4 hours long? <laughs> All they had to do was not have the line in there. Okay. Well, suddenly. Would have made it shorter, if anything. Suddenly, Rose knows exactly how to direct Hindi movies. <laughs> um, what is interesting is that Amir Khan liked this movie enough when he saw the Tamil one that he wanted to remake it in Hindi. Yeah. And it was massively successful both times, so I guess that worked out. I, I think it did. But also, he made some changes to the climax of the film that mm-hmm. when you look... <laughs> So in the Tama one, okay, by this point, the movie has already been kind of complicated as far as what's going on in the revenge plot and how, like, what Gajini knows and what he knows and where they are and everything. So at the end of yeah. the South Indian one, though, Gajini has a twin brother that he brings in. Oh, wow. <laughs> so That sounds so South Indian. <laughs> I know. So I was really glad that, if nothing else, like, that bit was simplified a little bit in the Hindi version, because yeah. I don't think I could have kept track of any more. They didn't need that. Yeah, and ultimately, he does get his revenge with absolutely no fallout to himself. So, nope. He gets to live happily ever after at a children's home. Gosh. I mean, presumably he's not living at the children's home. He just visits Hopefully frequently. Not. They all know who he is and that he has short-term memory loss. Yeah. But he gets to eat cake and celebrate birthdays and sit on benches pretending his girlfriend's alive. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we do get a happy ending, even though maybe we shouldn't have. But you know what? This movie is not concerned about what actually would happen. No, it And that's not. what makes it great. Exactly. It's just over the top and crazy. That's all we want. Mm-hmm. So the next movie we're going to watch is Ega, and that's available on Amazon Prime, but also for rent on, like, Google Play and YouTube and places like that. I will say that as much as we've been like, these are bonkers movies that are crazy and over the top and have tons of plot holes, but it doesn't matter, this one is actually a legitimately good movie. Oh, it, no, it, it seriously is. It's only on this list because the plot, when you describe the plot, you're like, wait, how is that a plot of a film? But it's really good. It's really well done. It's funny. It's moving. It's everything. I yeah, I absolutely loved it, and I would be unashamed to show it to anyone. Same. Yeah. If if they don't like it, then I'm reevaluating the relationship, not you. Yes, that is on them. So we'll see you next time on An American's Guide to Bollywood. For more of An American's Guide to Bollywood, go to guidetobollywood.com. To contact us, write us at moreismorepodcast at gmail.com. Yeah,